Welcome to Central Baptist Church's Sermon Podcast. This program features the preaching and teaching of Corey Ramirez, the pastor of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. In God's Word, you will find the encouragement needed for today. And now, here is Pastor Ramirez. I want to talk to you this morning about the perhaps one of the most difficult things to do, and that's to forgive somebody. For some reason, I don't know if it's our flesh, but it's easier to hold a grudge than it is to forgive. It's easier just to hold on to something instead of forgiving somebody. And so this morning, I want us to learn from Joseph and see his example of forgiveness. And I want us to apply this to our life and be willing to forgive anybody, anybody that has done anything to you. So let's look here as far as our outline this morning. We're talking about two things. We're going to talk about the picture of grace that we find here. The picture of grace, because that's what this is. It was by grace that he forgave them, and it's by God's grace we're forgiven. And then we're going to talk about the power of God, because we're going to see how this can be done. You can forgive others. You can have a forgiving heart. And it's because God can work in your life. And so let's talk first about this picture of grace. Three things I want to point out to you. This, Yes, there was a mistreatment here. A mistreatment. I was reading recently, a teacher in Sunday school had asked the class. Uh, she said, what's needed to forgive? What's needed to forgive? We're all children. Nobody said anything until finally one of the boys in the back said, I got it. And she said, what is it? He said, sin. And he was right. There. If you're going to forgive someone, it's because there's something wrong. There's something that's been done. A mistreatment. Well, Joseph was mistreated. And you'll notice here in Genesis chapter 45, in verse 45, notice what he said. Now, therefore, be not grieved. He'd already introduced himself or reintroduced himself to his brothers. He said, be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that ye sold me hither. For God did send me before you to preserve life. Notice what he said there, that ye sold me. That ye sold me. In that phrase, he summed up everything that they had done. It was the summary of their jealousy, of their hatred, of their bitterness towards him. It summed up their murmuring against Joseph. And the Bible tells us their refusal to talk kindly to him. They opposed him as the leader of the family that God had allowed and that their dad had put in place. Their opposition to him, this summed it all up. How about the wicked desires they had and the plan they made? The eventual attack, the mocking and the laughing, and eventually selling him. It it was all summed up right here. He said, you sold me. He reminded them of their their sin. Now, I don't know about you, but that would be difficult to forgive somebody of that. Now, I don't know. I'm going to speculate. It was about 13 years before this took place. This wasn't the next day. I don't know Joseph's heart, so I can't answer for him. But I don't know if I'd have been ready to forgive the next day. It may have taken me 13 years, maybe even longer, I don't know. But God worked in his heart during that time. And as we see, he got to the point of forgiveness. You see, these brothers, not only did they, well, they talked about taking his life. Uh, They just believed they could make a profit on it. That's why they sold him. Isn't that terrible? He lost time with family. Uh, He was given an uncertain future. Oh yeah, he can look back now, but at the time it was a terrible deed. Now when it comes to forgiveness, uh, this morning, 
Maybe someone has done something to you that's wrong. Maybe a family member, maybe a friend, maybe someone at work, maybe someone you trusted. I think it's safe to say we've all had someone do something wrong to us at one point or another. And maybe this morning you're struggling with forgiving somebody. Maybe they've slighted you, maybe they've attacked you in some way, or even attempted to hurt you, your life. Whether it's just even a verbal attack of some sort. Unfortunately, there are mean people in this world. You know what makes it even worse? Some even claim to be Christians. But folks, we've got to be willing to forgive. And that's what the Bible teaches. So what can you do? What can be done? That leads me to my second thought, which is mercy. Okay, we're going to see some mercy here. There is one thing I think we can conclude. These men were now in what I would call Joseph's hands. He was in control. He was in charge. He could have done whatever he wanted to these men. We already see he tested them in many different ways. And by the way, I don't believe that testing was done to pay him back. He never burdened them. He actually blessed them through the testing. It was done to get answers. But he could have done whatever he wanted to. He could have put them in prison for the rest of their life. He probably could even have had them executed. What do you think Pharaoh would have said? He probably would have agreed with Joseph. They did what to you? What do you think the rest of the Egyptians would have said? They probably said, well, they deserve it. Give it to them. That's probably what we might have said. He could have done all that to his brothers and even more. That's probably why the Bible tells us as they recoiled a bit. They were surprised. They were shocked. I imagine thinking, what's he going to do? What's he going to do to us? Especially a few of them who were really honorary to him. What's he going to do to me? What we find is an incredible act of mercy. Notice, let's look here. It says here, we're in Genesis chapter 45, verse 5. And it says, verse 3, And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph, doth my father yet live? Uh, and his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near, and he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom ye sold into Egypt. Now therefore, he said, be not grieved nor angry with yourselves. Notice this act of mercy. Here they are. They recoil. They step back. What's he going to do? He's got power. He's got authority. He can do whatever he wants to. And notice what he says. He says, come here. Come near to me. Is this not like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? who has the, in the power of his hands to pronounce judgment on all sinners. And what's he say? Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I am so glad that Christ has invited us to come. You're saved here this morning. Praise God every single day for your salvation. You don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. It's an act of grace. It's an act of mercy. And here we find Joseph saying, come unto me. Come here. Come here, come a little closer. And instead of giving them what they deserved, he forgave them. He forgave these men. That's, a, that's, that's difficult, folks. But that's mercy. And that's what he did. Let me give you a, a little uh, illustration of what we typically do. All right, There's a, a story. A Korean War soldier during the Korean War. He's an American soldier. Uh, and... In his book, Outlaws and Success, he tells the story of how when he was over there, 
him and some of the other soldiers, uh, there was a young Korean boy who they were kind of took under their wings with their family and everything else. Well, anyway, they, uh, they took to pranking this boy, having fun with him. Harmless pranks. They, they never really hurt him, but he said that they would tease him, you know, do things like hiding things that he had, tie his shoestrings together, lock him out of the house so he couldn't get back in. Well, after a while, he said, we began to realize that it wasn't as funny to him as it was to us. And he goes, and so we went one day, he said, several of us went, and we apologized to the boy. He said, we're sorry. And he said, that boy looked at us, he said, that's okay. I will stop spitting in your soup now. You see, he was retaliating the entire time, is what he was doing, and that's what we often do, is it not? We retaliate. We try to get someone back. Uh, we, we put that wall around us, and even though someone else may not see us retaliating, we attempt to, even if it's just in our heart. Well, Joseph didn't do this. He didn't give them what they deserved. This morning, God has not given you what you deserve. We don't deserve anything. What we deserve is we, we all deserve to be in hell today, right now. That's what we deserve. We're sinners. But it's by God's grace that we have salvation. Do you know each of you are in God's hands? We're all in God's hands. Everyone in this world is in God's hands. Thank God for His mercy. Thank God for His forgiveness. And thank God for His Son. And thank God for His salvation. Hope and pray you're saved here this morning. If not, get that settled. Get that settled. God has given you an opportunity. God has given you time to repent of your sin and believe on Christ as your Savior. Make that a matter of your prayer. Make that something that you settle with God and then share that with others that God has saved your soul. So what we find is mercy. He didn't give them what they deserved. Next, here's the message. Notice the forgiveness. Now, you'll not find the words, I forgive you in this passage. Okay, You don't find Joseph actually saying it. But I do believe we see the re- the, his It was the result. You'll notice his conduct and his action. Notice a few things here in verse 5. He says, Be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that you sold me hither, for God did send me before you to preserve life. And then later uh, we find that he hugged his brethren. He put his arms around him. It says in verse 14, He fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck, wept. Benjamin wept upon his neck. Uh, Moreover, he kissed all his brethren, wept upon them. And after that, his brethren talked with him. So what we find is Joseph went to these men. And he didn't say, hey, you know, I'm not angry. That's interesting. He didn't say it. I think uh, his conduct proved it. He wasn't mad at these men anymore. He'd already been a blessing to them. He's now hugging them. He's saying, come here. You're my family. I forgive you. But he did encourage them to not beat themselves up. He says, don't be angry with yourselves. See, he'd already settled it in his heart. And he encouraged them to settle it in their heart. Now, if you're looking from the outside in, you may look at this and say, what a crazy moment. Uh, you'll notice in the Bible, the Bible tells us that Joseph sent everybody out but his family. Uh, anyone standing there may have wondered, why in the world is he forgiving these men? Why is he embracing them? Why is he hugging them? Now, could you imagine him going up to each one? How about the one that tied his hands together? How about the one that threw him in the pit? How about that one that wouldn't give him food? The one that wouldn't give him water? How about the one that laughed at him? How about the one that said, hey, let's sell him? How about the ones that pulled him out? How about the ones that sold him? Maybe when he looked back to say goodbye, they weren't even looking. They were moving on. He hugged these men, embraced them, and he wept. See, that's forgiveness. He forgave them in his heart. 
there's a story about two boys. Now, that's not a true story, I don't believe. You'll find out it, it probably happens over and over and over again, though. Two boys, Bobby and Johnny, and they got in a fight one afternoon. I mean, they went at it. They're friends, but they went at it. They were so mad, they left, left each other's company later that afternoon. Both stomped on home. Both said, this is, you know, never going to see him again. Well, that next morning, Johnny gets up, and he's heading out of the house, and his brother's sitting there on the porch and says, hey, where are you going, Johnny? He said, oh, I'm going to go see Bobby. We're going to go down and play some ball. His brother looks and says, you're crazy. You guys got in a big old fight yesterday. He said, you're never going to see each other again. What do you mean you're going to go see Bobby? Johnny picked up his glove and bat, and he looked over. He says, well, Bobby and me, uh, we's good forgetters. That's what we are. If you're going to be willing to forgive someone, you're going to have to forget some things. You, you can't hold a grudge. You can't keep it here. You're going to have to be willing to forgive them. And that's the question I have for you. Are you willing to forgive others? And I'm, not, I'm not asking if they deserve it, because it may not. I'm asking you, are you willing to give it? Turn with me, if you would, to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, and it says here in verse 32, And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. I don't know about you, but I don't deserve to be forgiven. I don't deserve it, but God's forgiven me. And that's why you can forgive others. Not because they deserve it. They might not even ask it. But you can forgive them in your heart. Say, I forgive you. I love you, and I'm going to forgive you. So be willing to forgive by grace, just as God has forgiven you. I want to talk about next, just give you some thoughts this morning on how we can forgive others. Okay, And we're going to look at the example here. I think we find the reason why Joseph was willing to forgive and able to forgive was because of the power of God in his heart and in his life. Let's start first in Genesis chapter 39. Let's go back. Let me show you something in Genesis chapter 39. And this tells us here when he first went into Egypt, after he was sold, after his brothers turned him over to the Egyptians for some money. He says, Joseph was brought down to Egypt, Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard of Egyptian bought him out of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And here's the key here. The Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Uh, the presence of the Lord is why Joseph was able to forgive his brothers later in life. You see, the Lord was with Joseph, and he was prosperous, not only physically and everything he did, but spiritually. God was able to make him prosper within. And that's because God was with him. You know, the Bible tells us that we're to be like Christ. Am I correct? We're to be like Christ. And Christ forgives, so we should forgive. But if we're going to be like Christ, you have to have Christ in your heart. You have to have Christ in your heart. So make sure that you're saved. Make sure that God is with you. That the presence of the Lord is in your heart. Because if, if God's not there... Uh, you're going to struggle with more things than just this. And obviously, eternity is something you need to deal with. So make sure you're saved. Make sure you've repented of your sins and you've accepted Christ in your heart. See, Joseph could forgive because the Lord was with him. He had the presence of God. Uh, secondly, Joseph could forgive because his priorities were correct. Uh, Genesis 39, we're there. Let's just go down a few verses. And this is later when he was tempted. 
uh, out in the middle of nowhere, away from his family, friends, everyone else. It says here, after he was tempted, in verse 9, There is none greater in this house than I, neither hath he kept back anything from me. He's talking to Potiphar's wife. Because thou art his wife. Now then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God. Okay, Joseph's priorities were correct. God was first in his life. Not second, not third, not fourth. God was first. He says, how could I sin against God? You know why people rebel today? Because God's not first in their life. That's why people rebel. Christians too. That's why Christians rebel. Because God's not first in their life. Because God's word is not a priority in their life. Either they don't know it because they don't read it. Or if they know it, they just choose to disobey it. Make God a priority in your life. If you're going to be able to forgive people, God has to be first in your life. So if you cannot or will not forgive someone... You're refusing to follow God's Word. Let me give you a few other scriptures here. We've already read Ephesians, which is very clear. Let's go over to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. And I'm going to read... Verse 13 here this morning. It says, Forbearing one another and forgiving one another... If any man have a quarrel against you, or any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Same thing we find in Ephesians, basically. We're to forgive because we've been forgiven. Now let's look over one other passage here. Let's go to the book of Mark and see what our Lord and Savior say. Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. And this is Christ talking here about the power of prayer. He says here, verse 25, And when you stand praying, forgive if you have ought against any. Maybe that's why some of our prayers aren't heard, right? Because we have ought against people. There's not forgiveness there. He says, That your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Now, we're not talking about forgiveness of sin as far as salvation. We're talking about if we're not willing to forgive someone else, how can we expect God to hear our prayers and forgive us when we ask Him to forgive? We've got to be willing to forgive and not have ought against somebody else. And then it continues on there. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. Now, that's pretty powerful, is it not? Think about that. Christ said this, not me. He said, if you're not willing to forgive, how can you expect God to forgive you? Something to consider. You see, what we find is our priorities must be correct. We must be living according to God's Word all the time. Not just when it suits our needs or makes us feel good. And part of that is forgiveness. Willing to forgive others. See, Joseph could forgive because his heart was right with God. Number three, how about peace with God? I think it's safe to say that Joseph was content with God's will for his life. Uh, You'll notice some of the statements he made here about God working, God directing, God planning, God bringing things to pass. You see, he was content with the direction that God had taken him. And because of this, he could tell his brothers, don't be angry at yourselves. Don't be grieved. You see, it's almost the opposite. He pities his brothers here. He, He pities them. Feel sorry for them. Because they're hurting within. He's already settled it with God, obviously. 
They were the ones that were agitated. They were the ones that were upset. They were the ones that were fearful. And so he encouraged them, encouraged them to work on their forgiveness. You know, here's the thought for you. If you have peace with God, if you have peace with God, it's possible to have peace with others. Usually those that, don't have, those that don't have peace with others, it's because they don't have peace with God. There's something wrong between, with them and God. It could be salvation. It could just be a problem they have with God. You know, often it's we get upset at God and we take it out on someone else. Because God didn't give us what we wanted. We have our hearts set on something and God didn't give it to us. And so you know what we do? We take it out on other people. Why? Because we don't have peace with God. Make sure you have peace with God. See, when you have peace with God, that means you're content with God's will in your life. No matter what God allows or where God takes you, you're content. You're not discontent. Also, it means that you're concerned with God's glory. Someone that has peace with God is not looking to pay someone else back. Someone that has peace with God is not seeking vengeance. Someone that has peace with God is glorifying God. And when you glorify God, you're not looking to pay others back for a personal insult or something that's been done. See, Joseph could forgive because he had peace with God. Here's the fourth and final one, and that's what I put here as his perspective. Notice it says in verse 5, Now therefore be not grieved, he says, nor angry with yourselves that you sold me hither. Who sent him? God. Isn't that interesting? He didn't say, you guys sent me here. You know what? Joseph knew something. Joseph knew if God wanted him in Israel, he'd be in Israel. Joseph knew that those brothers of his were not greater than God. And he came to the understanding that God wanted him there. And so that's why he could forgive. Here's what it amounts to, folks. Yes, they were wrong. He reminded them of it. He said, you sold me. That's pretty powerful there. You sold me. You got rid of me. And they were wrong. But the Lord took their sinful conduct and he worked all things out for good. Can he not do that for you? Someone does you wrong? Whether it's at work, whether it's on a personal level, can he not take that and work that out for good? Maybe he's allowing that to happen so that way he can work in your life in a certain way. You see, God wanted Joseph in Egypt, and this is how he got him there. Now, he didn't give Joseph the choice. I don't think Joseph would have chosen to got that way. He probably would have said, hey, Lord, couldn't you have taken me an easier way to Egypt? But that's the way the Lord wanted him to go. That's how the Lord is going to work in his heart. That's how the Lord is going to prepare him for the future. You see, Joseph knew that the Lord was in control. And when God's in control, you can forgive others. Because God often works in unexpected ways. And we trust Him in that. So at times, it may be tempting to believe that God does not see your mistreatments. Or God does not care if someone mistreats you in any way. That's tempting to think that. I'm here to tell you that's not true. God sees all that takes place. And if somebody has wronged you, if somebody has offended you, if someone has done something to you, attacked you in some way, God knows. God knows. Don't take it into your hands to seek personal vengeance. You leave it in God's hands. These men, I tell you what, by the time it came through, God took care of them. They were never happy. They were never satisfied. They were miserable. That's what they were. And God allowed them to wallow in their pity and their their just misery. And God took care of them to the end. And God brought out the truth. 
You see, God worked. Joseph didn't have to do it. Joseph forgave. You can forgive. And you can forgive others, just as Joseph did. You see, Joseph could forgive because he knew God had a plan for his life. There was a purpose. God has a plan for your life, too. And if that involves someone mistreating you and God allowing it, then trust that God's in control. And with that in mind, you can forgive those that have wronged you. You know, in closing, notice the the wonderful results. Let me just point three out to you. How about reconciliation? They were a family again. They were a family again. Think about that. They had been split apart. Now they're hugging each other, weeping. They were a family again. That's what forgiveness does. It reconciles. That's what Christ does. He reconciles us to God when He forgives us. Uh, Second, how about the removal of some things? Bitterness is now gone. Hatred is no longer there. You can probably list many other sins that were involved. Uh, Folks, when forgiveness takes place, those things move out of the way. Many people don't forgive because they keep the bitterness here. They hold on to it. They keep the grudge. The bitterness was removed. They were forgiven. How about the third one? The reunion. The reunion. The Bible says that they talked. First they hugged. There's a reconciliation. Problems removed. And then notice the reunion. They fellowshiped together. There was talking. I've often wondered the conversation that took place. I could just see Joseph looking at Benjamin and saying, Man, you've grown an awful lot. Tell me about your life. Let me know what's taking place. How's dad doing? The fellowship now took place because the forgiveness produced it. Uh, This morning, maybe, in closing, you need forgiveness. A few thoughts. First, how about God's forgiveness? Maybe there's someone here that needs to be forgiven. There could be two things. One, you need forgiveness of sin as far as salvation. God is willing to forgive you. God is willing to forgive you of your sin. Or or as a Christian, maybe you've sinned. Maybe you've done some things that you know are wrong. And you need to get with God. And you need to ask God's forgiveness. By the way, when you sin against somebody, all sin is against God. Okay, All sin is against God. So if you've sinned against somebody, you better ask their forgiveness. But you also better ask God's forgiveness. Because all sin is against God. And if you've sinned against somebody, if you've done aught against somebody, if you've said something against somebody, if you murmured against somebody, if you've attacked someone in some way, then you need to seek God's forgiveness. Maybe there's someone here that needs God's forgiveness. Maybe there's someone here that needs forgiveness of someone else. Maybe you need to be forgiven. If that's the case, don't wait, don't delay. If they're here after the service, get with them. If they're not here, call them up. Don't wait. Seek forgiveness. If you've wronged somebody, you, you ask their forgiveness. When I was growing up, my dad used to teach us that. He said, if you've done something wrong, he said, you better ask forgiveness. He said, don't hold on to that. And this morning, if you've done something wrong to somebody, you better ask forgiveness. Go ask them to forgive you. Don't delay. Get things right. Now, if somebody has done wrong against you, they may never ask your forgiveness. That's okay. But you can forgive them right here. You can make that decision this morning. If you've been holding on to something, if there's been a grudge, and you know, hey, I've been done wrong. This is not right. And this morning I'm here, I'm not here to tell you that they 
that they are right, because they, they could be absolutely wrong. But you can forgive them. That's what I want you to know this morning. You can forgive them in your heart. And you can get with God. And, and with the power of the Lord, you say, you know, I forgive them. And if they would let me, I would hug them and I'd tell them I love them. They might not, but I do know I forgive them in my heart. You've been listening to the preaching of Pastor Ramirez of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you would like more information about Pastor Ramirez or Central Baptist Church, please visit our website, centralbaptistchurch.org. Thank you for listening today. Be sure to join us again for another message from God's Word.